Dentons, the world's largest global law firm, provides solutions you need with deep local connections. We have a long history of serving Indiana municipal governments in a variety of areas, including utilities, public finance, economic development, and more. Visit Dentons.com to learn how we can help you grow, protect, operate, and finance your municipal organization. Welcome to AIM Hometown Innovations Podcast. This podcast is designed to offer insights, best practices, and innovative solutions for the challenges facing Hoosier cities and towns. Each edition will offer ideas and inspiration while showcasing the talent and commitment of Indiana's local leaders. Enjoy the program. All right, we are uh, live at the mayor's school for the uh, newly elected mayors in the state of Indiana, 2023 version, soon to take office in January of 2024. We have two of our uh, newest mayors here with us today. We've got the mayor-elect in Tipton, the mayor-elect in Lawrence. Introduce yourselves and uh, tell us why you ran to be the mayor of your city. Good evening, everyone. I'm Deb Whitfield, mayor-elect for Lawrence, Indiana. And um, I ran on the campaign of it's time. It's time to break barriers. It's time to unite the neighborhoods in Lawrence with 52,000 strong. And I knocked on over 19,000 doors in a year and a half. And I just think it was uh, a unity. It was a love fest. It was time. They felt the energy of it's being time. First woman mayor in Marion County. First black mayor in Marion County. Pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. <laughs> I didn't run on that, um, but it was like when they announced it, I was like, really? Maybe a little overdue, but it's cool that you are the first. Yeah, in 2023, you would think, right? Right. right. Yeah, so. Well, we're excited to have you on board and looking forward to working with you. Well, thank you. This has been an amazing second day. Looking forward <laughs> to one more day of the school, and I've learned so much already. What's the one thing that nobody knows about you? I used to be a professional model in my young years. I am right. I'm originally from the East Coast, Connecticut, and I'm right, we're gonna, in New York. All right, we're going to have to fire up the Google machine and f find that. Open the door. Uh-oh. Keegan, you're the new mayor in Tipton. Why did you run? Indeed, yeah. Keegan Schmicker, I'm the mayor-elect for the city of Tipton, and I ran to, to build a community that our kids and grandkids wanted to live in, and I think that's been a challenge in Tipton. So. I'm really excited about implementing a strategy to begin uh, executing a, a path toward prosperity for Tipton. You asked a really thoughtful question earlier today about department heads and making sure you take your time and that you make the right decisions. Correct. As I've been uh, advised, counseled from a variety of people I've met on the campaign trail, uh, that has been the most uh, important question that's been challenged to me or asked of me is who's on your team? and, and I, Maybe it's Tipton being a small community, but I, I find that so incredibly powerful to, to begin going through that thought process of figuring out who's, who's on Team Keegan that therefore is on Team Tipton, right? And it's making sure that you have people that you can trust, that you know that you can delegate a responsibility or set a goal with, set an expectation. And there's no concern about where 
where they're going to take that. They're going to execute the expectation to the fullest of their ability because they believe in the vision of creating a more prosperous Tipton. So that's incredibly powerful. What's your background? So my, currently, I'm the CEO of the Tipton County Chamber of Commerce, and then before that, I did economic development and community development. Uh, and then prior to that, I owned a web design business. So I sort of have a, a, a unique path uh, or background, uh, but then I've been, been investing in my leadership development skills uh, since high school. So it's just uh, I've been I'm hungry for that education, uh, the opportunity to network, and, and as my colleague said here, this conference has been so incredibly powerful to meet other mayors that are currently serving and their willingness just to engage in conversation and to offer help that in areas that I didn't know I needed help in yet, but I clearly do. All right, same question to you, Keegan. What's something nobody knows about you? Yeah, so I, I can I can juggle fairly well, and, and I used to be able to ride a unicycle. So I guess at some point, maybe my critics are right that I am a clown. I don't wait, know. Wait a You're not the mayor of Peru, the home uh, of the yeah, circus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I ran for the I ran for mayor in the wrong city. What yes. the heck? Hi, both of you. Appreciate it. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. JD, you've been working um, for a long time for the city of Sullivan. Uh, you've been the sort of the quiet force behind uh, Clint's administration doing a lot of public works activity. But more than that, you've been an integral part to the transformation that Sullivan's undergone. How are you going to make the transition from that to being the mayor? The transition's over. Uh, being unopposed. Him and I have been transitioning for the last several months, so it's really about planning. It's about planning what, what's next for Sullivan, you know, continuing the progress. Mayor Lamb's done an amazing job. Uh, you know, he's laid the foundation for me to just build on, so uh, it, it's, it's been an honor. I've, I've worked for the city for five years as the Department of Public Works Director, and, uh, you know, his, I've been with him about every day. Uh, I, I, I tell people all the time. It is. It is. Uh, so, so, yeah, we're just going to keep the progress going. Now, tomorrow, Mayor Lamb is going to be on a panel about quality of place, right? And I feel like for the size of the community, well, for almost any city in Indiana, Sullivan is a true example of building quality of place and community pride. How do you plan to keep that going and build on that momentum? You know, hit the motto, take time to care. So uh, just caring, you know, is, is, is a large part of the battle. So uh, just caring and uh, laying... He laid that foundation for me to build on the quality of place, quality of life projects. Uh, you know, I'm going to ask the citizens really what they, what want. they want. You know, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm anxious to get out there and talk to the people I haven't spoke to yet. Uh, you know, it wasn't a big campaign year for me. Yeah. Uh, I know some people had some uh, hard years, uh, but I'm going to go talk to them. Let them tell me what they want. You know, and, and most uh, importantly, so next summer, Sullivan hosts a big festival. Sullivan County Corn Fest. Every year, yeah. Always has a big headline act. You know, Clint was nice enough to invite some of the AIM folks out to uh, to the show this year. You gonna who's the headliner next year, and what, who are we gonna watch? Can't tell you that. Oh, oh embargoed, yeah. embargoed. Yeah, so can't, can't tell you that. Uh, just stay tuned. All right, you know, big name. Oh, I, I, big name coming. I can stay tell. Tuned. All right. Well, hey, thanks I for love joining 90s us. Nineties music, just FYI. Good, good decade. Good decade. <laughs> Thanks for Thanks coming guys. by, JD. Thank you. You didn't even introduce me. <laughs> so I'm just like the weird voice that's like I'm like I'm like the sidekick. I'm like uh, what's his bucket to Johnny Carson? Like the Ed McMahon. Yeah, I'm Ed McMahon. Yes. We've got a living legend with us uh, joining us here at the mayor's uh, school. 
1984, Mr. Basketball. 1984 state champs. 1984 state a, champs. And because of a very good team, I end up getting the individual recognition. Oh, he's the humble next too. Year. Very humble. humble. Very yeah, humble. we got beat up by Marion in Fort Wayne, and then they okay. win like three or four in a row. Was that the Jay Edwards, Lyndon yeah, Jones? I had to play against those guys. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. They were much better on that day than I was. So Warsaw has a uh, history of fantastic mayors in my tenure. Ernie Wiggins, Joe Tomer, now you, retired school teacher. You know everybody in the community. You're looking forward to this. What are you doing on day three on the well, job? Don't, first, don't give me too much credit. I haven't been mayor for a day yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Big impact on me, Mayor Wiggins. Uh, Tomer and I were elected in 99, and Ernie great mentor, great mayor. So he guided, he helped us a ton. And then Joe has been so good to me for the past 12 years. And Gross, I need you on the board of works. Gross, I need you to do this. Well, why do you want that? Well, because you'll say yes, okay, but you're also not afraid to say no. no that's yeah, and that was, a big, yeah. that was a big deal to me. But uh, right now, the comedy is his staff, which will be mine in January, They've already given me the phone. They're already setting up what's going to happen. Top-down review with the department heads and all that. And both of them have said, do not look at the calendar after January 1st. You know, they're already helping me now. But they yeah. go, do not go beyond it. Otherwise, your hair might fall out. Yeah, so, well, we'd, yeah, I'm joking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm joking. Yeah, we'd hate for that to happen, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But I am excited for the start. Yeah. Uh, Warsaw is a pretty cool city. Yeah. I mean, it's a unique Assets with the orthopedic industry, obviously the lakes. Um, it's a lot to build on, obviously. I grew up on Main Street. Oh, really? A handful of blocks from headquarters, Zimmer, Bomb, mm -hmm. right there. Uh, chased my wife at the lake, Pike Lake when I was a little kid. We were childhood friends, and she ran out of guys to date, and I was the last guy. And so it has just been a very, very good community for me. And, you know, I've been looking back a lot lately at people in my life that have had an impact on me to get me where I am here today. I finish up a 35-year teaching career. Yeah. And I love that. And a lot of teachers my age are ready to run out of the building. I'm not. I still enjoy it. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to this. So this high school thing. teaching, what exactly? High school teacher what? for 35 years. I taught first eight years at Elkhart Memorial mm -hmm. High School. And then now I've been at Warsaw, I teach U.S. history. That was my, I'm a 20th century U.S. history major at Northwestern. And I've been teaching government and politics. And for the past about 10 years, I've been teaching 12 hours at Grace College. Okay. And they invited me over evening political classes. Political science or history? Political science and history. Okay. And I have, right. I have really loved it. Yeah. Just finished a class on Tuesday night. And uh, I'll start in the spring. I'm going to retire from teaching. But I am, Dr. Flam, the president there, said, Jeff, and I said, are you sure? You know, I could do say or do something yeah. stupid. And he had Grace College, great school, and, and he goes, no, 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 we want you. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll try it. So I have six hours in the spring, and I think it's me trying to hold on to it. Yeah, sure. And we'll see yeah. how it goes. And, Sounds like but what, everything, you know, what you love to do. I do. The, the whole, I am going to be full-time. Ernie kept the county and Joe optometry, but I'll be full-time, so I, I don't feel too bad doing that. True Renaissance man. We're happy to have you in the uh, ranks of mayors. Look at all right. You're the one getting. No, this is all good. He's our booking agent. Oh, 
no, I'm 5'2". Thanks. You, you had it right originally. What's new, guys? Hi. We have the newest, well, newish mayor of Goshen. You said, what, four and a half months? Five and a half. June 17th. Yeah. 2023, I started. Yeah. Gina Lichty, marketing and advertising background. Yes. Communications, mm-hmm. but a big community activist. Want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, before I started as mayor, I was involved, I owned my own business and worked very closely with the city and a lot of community development initiatives and economic development initiatives. So my husband and I had started this uh, communications and marketing firm and we wanted to do what we called marketing for good. And that meant figuring out ways that we could promote the community that we lived in as a place that's worth loving uh, and a place that's where everybody wants to make an investment. And so that's how we got involved with partnering with the city and our local CBB and the Community Foundation. And that became sort of the bread and butter of our our work, day-to-day work. And we also helped other small businesses. And then I worked a lot. Um, I started as a volunteer. You gotta be careful what you volunteer for. <laughs> like almost 20 years ago, working with the downtown organization and helped develop a First Fridays program for the city. And it was just right at the time, it was actually um, at the time, 2007, 2008, when we had terrible economic recession. Um, But one of the things about Goshen is that people are really willing to step forward for sort of the greater good and look out for their neighbors. And so we started this program and we said, can we just get people to come downtown and gather together if we provide a little bit of free entertainment and, you know, just make sure that the restaurants will stay open a little later on a Friday night. Can we get people to come downtown again? And it really took off. And I think in part because of the recession, people were looking for meaning and connection. And so the meaning came from, if I do have to spend my dollars somewhere, I want to spend it on Joe at the hardware store that I know because I know it makes a difference to Joe and I might help him out a little bit or I'm going to help this restaurant out a little bit and we saw some of that happen again with the pandemic where you know we were able to raise forty thousand dollars in about four hours in April of 2020 just by having an online uh, first Fridays like a virtual first Fridays where we set up a web page and let people buy gift certificates to downtown that would just help sustain our downtown business community and so that was part of our business ethos. And then uh, because of those relationships and connections to the community, when Jeremy Stutzman decided that he needed to step down, he had another opportunity that uh, was really a good thing for him and the community because he's working in housing, which is so critically important to the city's future. Um, we had been working very closely together for a lot of years, and so he tapped me to see whether or not I'd be willing to step forward and step in as a candidate, and here I am. <laughs> we haven't known each other terribly long yet, but I wasn't surprised by what I saw yesterday, maybe 90 minutes into the new mayor's conference. You gathered the mostly most of the newly elected female mayors around the state and started, I saw you exchanging numbers already. Why is that important to you? So a couple weeks ago, I didn't even realize how important it was going to be that I'm the first woman mayor of Goshen. But a couple weeks ago, 
I was walking out of a, our local brewery and just going out to my car after having lunch with my family. And I hear the door behind me and then like the pitter patter of little feet. And I turned around because I could hear somebody running up to me and it was this little seven year old girl. And she's like, thank you so much. I'm so proud that you're our president. <laughs> I didn't set her straight that I wasn't the president, but I was like, just awed. And cool. I would say like, People often ask, what's the most surprising thing that's happened since I've been in office? And I, that is ha those kinds of experiences of like little girls on the street or parents bringing up their daughters to talk to me and say, hey, this is the mayor. Like, I, I didn't get elected because I'm a woman. Right. Um, I got elected because I have experience and involvement and uh, engagement with my community. But it really does matter that there are women in leadership in the mayor's position throughout the state and so it was not an easy thing for me to consider doing it was actually you know that was one of the most daunting considerations as my husband and I talked about whether or not I should actually step forward as a candidate would our midwestern community support a woman as mayor uh, of their community and, and what would that response look like I mean, we all know about trolls and how people can respond. And so it's been really heartwarming and encouraging to see such a positive response. But there needs to be additional encouragement for other people to step forward. Absolutely. I was speaking with the lieutenant governor earlier today on our new podcast, Run Like a Girl, and trying to encourage more women to seek municipal office. And we were, we were excited about the number of new mayors. We've gone up 100%. We went from six to 12. And that's great, right? That is exciting. But it's 10%, right? Yeah. So exactly. we have a lot of work to do so that those little girls have more role models, right? And that so more women, want, you know, that 51% of the population is better represented at the local level. Yeah. I'm encouraged, though, by where the women this time were elected. Yeah. So Evansville, Indiana, largest city in Indiana to ever elect a female mayor. Yeah first African-American, first female mayor in Lawrence in Marion County's history. So there's been some groundbreaking, absolutely. I guess, happenings, absolutely. which I hope we can build on. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Matt. And, I mean, it's very heartening and very encouraging to see a red state like Indiana, like taking some really positive steps forward. And there's more ground to gain, but... Uh, I, yeah, I feel really good about where we are and the direction we're heading. All right, we've asked this question to everybody. What's the most unique thing about you that nobody knows? Oh, gosh. I have a Bolivian birth certificate. So. All right, <laughs> yeah. I need some explanation. I mean, yeah, we need more. Uh, in the early 70s, way back when, uh, my dad and mom served as volunteers, as volunteer teachers in Bolivia, and that happens to be where I was born. So I'm American born abroad, but because I was born there, I actually have a Bolivian and American birth certificate. And because of that, I actually have two middle names. So uh, the Bolivians thought that my parents misspelled my middle name, which my parents intended to be Marie, but on my Bolivian birth certificate, it says Maria. So I have two middle names. So. There you're Maria. 
In the United States, you're Marie. Yes. My dad still calls me Maria. So. <laughs> oh, he took it as a sign. He's, it stuck. So, yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for stopping by. Well, thank you for the opportunity and for all the support that AIM provides. And I will say uh, my relationship with AIM uh, has been integral to my success thus far. And I'm so deeply appreciative. And I, you know, it might have seemed like a small thing to take some hours out of your time to help with my orientation when I was first coming on board and provide like the, the fast version of mayor's school. But that meant the world to me. Uh, just to, to add that. It's also the fun part of our jobs. Yeah, just to add that like additional context and training and feel like I wasn't totally we flying by the said that right when I'm texting you in the middle of February yeah. and January about some obscure legislative yeah. issue. Yes, I, I will be happy to reciprocate the kindness that I have received, but thank you. When you were taking notes and then said you go back at night and then type them into your computer and we're like, we love you. <laughs> I do my best to keep up. Yes. Thanks. Right. Thanks so much, guys. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Come on over. Hey, hi, Gina. You're up. Oh, this way. Oh. This way. <laughs> Are we filming or just? No. Just audio. Just audio. Just okay. audio. All right. So the uh, brand new mayor of Plymouth, Indiana, has stopped by. Won by a whopping 18 votes, 18 right? 18 votes. You heard the story. Huh? Inter introduce yourself real quick I for am our Robert Listenberger, uh, born, raised Plymouth, Indiana. Uh, been there my whole life. Uh, Mayor Mark Center decided to retire, and that caused me to throw my hat in, and so uh, I won by 18. I've been on city council. I'm a Kentucky Fried Chicken franchisee. Been, uh, oh, really? We had about 18 locations and 300 employees. All in Indiana? In, or? Northern Indiana. Lebanon was the furthest south. south. Well, Elwood, Indiana. Yeah, I don't know which is further south. Elwood? No, I would say El Lebanon. Lebanon. Yeah, Lebanon's south. probably a little yeah. further south. So um, I've been in that, and I do military food service. Uh, we're a government contractor. Really? All over wow. the country. So, but we've... I'm slowing down on that yeah. stuff, and, and I have a sister who is uh, my partner, has been for nearly 40 years. So it's been a good partnership, and she's you don't often see uh, no, family businesses stick that. together like yeah. that. No, for a long time. siblings there, right? right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I do want to say uh, <coughs> this last two days has been wonderful. Good to hear. I'm Thank super you. impressed. I came when I became a city councilman. I came to the boot camp. Yeah. Four years ago. And I was impressed back then. And, uh, thank you. So, uh, and I want to thank you guys. I want to thank the mayors that are here. Oh my God. Veteran mayors, yeah. They are so uh, want to help. I mean, they do want to help. I don't think they're bullshitting. They want to help. <laughs> no, no. Can, I, can you hey. edit that? No, no, no. I honestly think they sincerely want to help. Yeah. I really feel that, and I, I so appreciate it. I'm going to need it. And so, yeah. So Plymouth has got a lot of momentum. You know, you've got the, the park, Headwaters Park, is that what it's called? Um, no, that's in Fort Wayne. Yeah, River Park Square. Sorry, Headwaters is in Fort Wayne. My apologies. But great park downtown. Well, we have a great The main park street system. is yeah, full downtown. and vibrant. It What's is. next? Um, so I've been on the parks board uh, for many years before I was a city councilman. I had to step down then. So I feel like I've helped share in that uh, creation of the stuff. But, What's next for Plymouth? Well, we, we are continuing on some trailways, some things like that, some 
quality of live place. And uh, uh, we, I don't know uh, what is next. <laughs> well, did you enjoy the presentation today from Dr. Mike Hicks and Larry Gigrich about quality of place? I mean, it oh, sounds yeah. like you get it. You, we're already, you understand yeah, the we're on board with that already in Plymouth. Um, and uh, we've been, gosh, uh, I understand the population growth is critical uh, and so that nail, nails it right there so we that's been my thing anyway and it really a lot of us know we need to increase our population so uh, we've been saying it's 10,000 flat yeah. for at least two two decades so which you know a lot of small rural cities have actually shrank so we're lucky in that yeah. sense but so, but we gotta get that going. Yeah, so. I've never been to Blueberry Festival. Mm, Should yeah. I? Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. There's, I, I think we attract maybe four hundred thousand people or wow. forty. Yeah, it's one of the for, biggest festivals in the state. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, so yeah. Again, I just appreciate this uh, learning experience, and this is gonna be a big help. It looks like I got. You may have already told us the question we've been asking everybody. What's the one interesting thing about you that nobody knows? <laughs> Did everybody struggle on this? A little bit, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see. I don't. Oh my gosh, that's well, really I hard. feel like Come being here, a KFC franchise, like chicken. for as long as you have, um, I mean, that's pretty unique, right? I've, so. I've fed some pretty. Uh, okay, so I've, I've fed presidents. I've fed uh, movie stars, uh, food service. So yeah, and uh, we've sold now probably in our military food service, over 1.5 million meals to our troops all oh, across the country. Wow. That's so very cool. I'm proud of that. Yeah, so, you should be. Yeah. Thanks for so, being here, and yeah. thanks for stopping by. Hey, chew that up and get over here. <laughs> so, Mayor Esterbrook, Jennifer and I are here at uh, Mayor's School. You're a veteran mayor. I am. Hard as that is to believe. You're still a young, young mayor yes. in, the, in the realm of mayors. But you're a veteran. Why was it important for you to come up here and share your knowledge with all the new folks? Well, you know, when I when I first got elected, there was not a, a lot of knowledge that was shared with me at home. And I always appreciated folks who gave me ideas and kind of pointed me in the right direction. And I kind of had an idea of what it was like to take hold of the mayor's office and not have a whole lot of direction. And so if there's an opportunity for me to give that information to some folks, I know what it means, and so I think that's really important. Well, you should be sharing with them about community crossings, right? Because we've dubbed <laughs> you in our office like the king of community crossings. I was just talking about that with uh, the mayor from Jasper. I am I, not surprised. And uh, I was, it's a title that I appreciate very much, and it was coined to, Matt coined that for me. Uh, but it's been a great program for us. I was just sharing that through that program with NDOT's money and our money, we're at $4 million, and for a community of 3,000 people, to receive $4 million in infrastructure funding is, I say unprecedented all the time because it absolutely is. Uh, if you would have told me in 2016 that we would have $4 million worth of road infrastructure investment, I'd have said you was crazy, but I'm glad to be crazy in this particular case. You know, I think if, uh, if I'm accurate in this, you've received more money in community crossings than a number of our large cities in the state of Indiana, believe it or not. It's a it's a, a, a title I wear proudly. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No, and, and our council has been very cool. The, the last meeting we we applied for a million dollars on this last one and got a million dollars before, and they 
And I asked him, I said, what do you guys want to do? He said, we want to apply for a million dollars every time. I said, you give me money, we'll do it. That's great. Um, off the mayor discussion here just a little bit, you're uh, at a unique point in your life. You're driving up to Indianapolis at least a couple of days a week to uh, go to law school. Yeah. What made you decide to do that? Well, you know, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a good story. It was actually always the career path. When I went to college, the idea was to get a bachelor's degree and go to law school, and, and it didn't work out for, a, for a, a certain number of reasons. So I got a master's degree instead and kind of went on this path. And when you've done this work for so long and you've talked to enough attorneys, uh, you know, some of who are friends of mine, there are, there are two of them specifically. My city attorney and my good friend John Gregg said to me, you know, you, you know half of this. You, you, you should... You should go. You should go to Indianapolis and 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 take some classes. That's actually and, a really good impression. <laughs> yeah, it's, and uh, and you should go up there and you should do it. And I so I talked with my wife and thought it over and I was like, this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. And then I convinced myself and my wife. And year and a half in, we're we're on our way. Well, I think uh, you know my exit off 69 now, the new interstate. Yes. And I think it. About every other week, it prompts you to give me a call on something, so I appreciate when you I checking in. When I see Bargersville, I think, why do I need to call Matt? <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for being here for the new mayors. Appreciate your leadership. Always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right, so still here at the Mayor's School 2023 edition. We've got uh, mayors that are on opposite ends of the state. We're from uh, mayor from new mayor from Hobart. Don't call it Hobart. Right. right. Over, I learned over, that yesterday. And uh, a veteran mayor from the city of Jasper. Why don't you two introduce yourselves first, and then we'll get into some hard-hitting questions. Well, I'm Dean Vonderheide, the mayor of Jasper for the last five years. Josh Huddleston, mayor-elect, the city of Hobart, up uh, by Lake Michigan. So, Mayor Vonderheide, uh, really appreciate you being a veteran and coming in and sharing some of your knowledge and expertise uh, with all the new folks. What have you been uh, most encouraged by folks like Josh and, and others in this new class of mayors? The energy. Yeah. You know, I think the energy level's high, and uh, that's what our communities need in the state of Indiana. They need they need leaders that have a lot of energy. It'll take them to the next level. And, you know, I just want to encourage those mayors, those new mayors, start your diary today. Yeah. Because you won't believe the stuff that's going to come your way. Document it as you go. Make make those diary entries and and come back and, and reflect on it later. Josh, I've only talked to you a few times so far, but I don't think energy is something you're lacking, based <laughs> on what I can see to date. Is that an accurate assessment of your approach? That's an accurate assessment. <laughs> Actually, kind of on the campaign trail and talking to the folks inside City Hall, they're like, Josh, your biggest your biggest thing's gonna be just you're moving too fast, and sometimes government doesn't move real fast, so or oftentimes it doesn't. So they're kind of making sure I stay in my yeah. yeah. So I know that going in, so I can regulate yourself a little bit. Myself. So what do your first couple of weeks look like? You think? What are you? What are you planning? Uh, right now, I mean, I, I you know just kind of hearing the, the, the conversations today. Uh, I'm going to do a lot of meetings with this, the employees, the, the city employees. Uh, try to get a better understanding of them. And uh, you know, luckily, Mayor Snedecor, who I'll be replacing. Uh, he and I have had a, a very smooth transition, uh, and I sit on the city council currently, so uh, I know a lot of the employees and kind of a, a lot of the stuff going on right now. So um, we're not making any like massive changes. So first couple of weeks is just kind of settle down and uh, get to work. Do you know this guy right here, Mayor Vonderheide from Jasper, was an IU football player back in the day. 
was a long time. And even better than that, he has retrofitted an ambulance and takes it to tailgate every home football game. Well, what's it called? The ambulance. <laughs> what position? I was a guard. Oh, nice. Yeah, offensive guard. Yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> I'm good for one play. Still, still a good story though. Yeah. That's a great story. Yeah, we have a couple of uh, players that played at Michigan. Uh, oh, wow. Tom Kerr from Hobart went up there at Michigan, probably around. The... Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I think you're fine. To... What I see in the city government is similar to what we have to go through preparing as athletes. You know, it's. Uh, it's a lot of preparation to get into it. You're in council. That's a great step. That is a great you know, great exposure. And now you're walking into this. You know, you got to know the playbook, right? And I look at my playbook as being the, our, our long-range comprehensive plan. And I I go to that all the time to make sure I understand all the components of it. So. Josh, what's your uh, past look like? What'd you do previously? So uh, uh, I do business development now, but I was a banker before that. So I did some lending. Um, I could use some. <laughs> we all can, right? But the rates right now, I might lend you something. Makes sense to me, right? Um, so, yeah, I, I always worked at Hobart, so it's been nice. I'm born and raised. Uh, so it's just been uh, kind of, I love the community. So it's just been, it's kind of a surreal moment for me to be able to lead the city that I, I pretty much, I love. So I think that's why we all do it. Yeah. That's the passion for the community. Sounds like you're making good connections with the mayors up in Northwest Indiana already. Yeah, we're going to. We're, gonna, we're not going to be the forgotten child up there. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna let Indianapolis know that we're on the map. So, so we're coming in strong, and uh, we got a lot of development going on. We got a lot of things going on. It's kind of, it's a real. Uh, Northwest Indiana is, uh, it's not going to be the best kept secret anymore. It's not going to be the sleeper anymore. Uh, the diversity across Indiana is great. You know, I mean, we our our environment geographically is so much different, yeah. geologically too. And it's, uh, yeah, yeah, we have the hills and. The, well, and you're so unique, too, in Jasper to have probably more Fortune 500 companies in Jasper than per capita than maybe anywhere <laughs> in the country. Have. Yeah. Have, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. hey, guys, thanks for stopping by. Well, Appreciate you. it. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for putting this on. This is great. With you and continuing to work with you, Mayor Vonderheide. Looking forward to the next four years. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Next victim is here. Uh, joining the Mayor's School podcast live from the reception at uh, the 2023 Mayor's School. Sean Gherkin, Mayor-elect in North Vernon, but still currently the clerk-treasurer in that's North true. Vernon. Absolutely, so yeah. you're no stranger to municipal government. What's going to be the biggest uh, well, first challenge like, coming into a new office? No, I'd like to start by commenting on as a, uh, the current clerk-treasurer. I, I kind of felt picked on today, and I, I yeah. can't... Yeah. I can't fathom a scenario where a mayor would not get along with his clerk treasurer. Maybe that happens in some places, but I'd be damned if it's in North Vernon. There you Good go. for you. So, good to hear. Good no, to it hear. is. You know, because actually there are a lot of examples of clerk treasurers and mayors working really well together. I, I yeah. Well, so, I've had a, uh, the opportunity to meet or work with Mayor Oaks uh, now, uh, and uh, prior to that, Soupy Campbell. I think most people oh, around yeah. here have been yes, here for a while. Yes. New Soup, who was an amazing. Uh, mayor and, and guy, so and both of those are on uh, opposite sides of the political aisle, and uh, so yeah, it, to, to me, and especially get to a community the size of North Vernon, those kind of go out the windows, and uh, yeah, yeah, had a had a good time working with both of them, and uh, certainly hope and uh, feel like I'll be able to work with my replacement, although. 
He does have big shoes to fill, obviously. Oh, of course, of course. I don't know how he'll do it. But if you guys don't get along, so you come back to us in three months, and we'll have this conversation again. Like you know, it came up in the in the meeting today, and it is true. And I think you can lean on a city attorney. There are oftentimes I've seen in my 12 years where a, a councilman comes in and really doesn't understand the role of even a councilman. Like no, they, they want more that's to fair. do with the day-to-day operations. And I think if you can lay the foundation where the mayor is the executive of the city, uh, at, you know, we're the executive branch, the council's the legislative branch, uh, and the same with the clerk treasurer and their role. Uh, yeah, if you just lay expectations out, I think people uh, will find it easier to get along and, yeah. and know what their role is. You teed us up a softball because we we have a lot of training going on, right? So we're at mayor's school right now, but we also have a council member's school, and we also have a clerk treasurer school coming up in January for exactly that reason, right? So that everyone can hopefully come into that first year in office understanding what their role is and understanding what their peers what are, what are their roles and how can we all work Absolutely. together and collaborate because yeah. i mean it sounds like you know you are a community servant a public servant you want the best for north vernon you all do so how do you work together <laughs> yeah, we're all in the same page and again yeah. i often say you know the old saying there's there's uh, more than one way to skin a cat mm-hmm. i think the same can be said uh, from a political standpoint, most of us in North Florida, I keep trying to preach them, we all have the same goals, visions, uh, and sometimes I guess from a political standpoint, we might have uh, different paths to get there, at least in our minds, but we all want the same thing, which is what's best for the community, and uh, you know, we'll get there. I think. Uh, you know, North Vernon, if, if you're, you're more than welcome to come down. We'd love to show you around. I like to say we punch above our weight. We've had a lot of projects and things going on recently that I'm proud of, and certainly some of the quality of life things that we talked about today. Uh, have There's a sense of pride in North Vernon as someone who grew up, was born and, and raised there, that I haven't seen even you know in my lifetime until recently. So really moving in a, a strong direction, and, and I guess my job now is not to screw that up. Yeah, yeah, don't mess it up. <laughs> so you were... North Vernon was one of the first stellar communities. It was the one of the two first. That's right. correct. Uh-huh. And, you know, we're a few years removed from that pretty massive investment in the community. How's it How's it going? Is it resulted in a lot of other... It, it did really jumpstart a revitalization of our yeah. town. And uh, a, a bypass came, coming through shortly thereafter around that same time to... Uh, of course, some people were get well. You just you'll take people out of town. Well, it really has just kind of taken the heavy industrial semi truck traffic out of town. Uh, so there's been a lot of follow up private investment in downtown since Stellar. Uh, it's a it's a neat little place downtown. And again, uh, we'll oftentimes have other mayors from surrounding communities come in uh, and and eat now and, th- and and they're amazed at North Vernon. So sometimes it's like I, I've really taken for granted what we have here, right? I mean, every city has a, a little seedy shady spot of the community you know, not, it's not all pretty uh, throughout uh, but again North Florida has a lot to be proud of and uh, and I'd be happy to show it off to anybody who wanted to come see me you're gonna do great things and a good great job you. thanks for stopping by nice to see you good to see you nice to meet you thanks all right I'm done